What is up guys? It is Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be running through my week 16 quarterback start sits. So listing every single starting quarterback as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. I feel like last week there was some, I guess, maybe miscommunication or a misinterpretation of the actual purpose of this video. My goal is not to come on here and list 12 quarterbacks as starts because I don't think there are 12 quarterbacks that are auto starts in your lineup. The guys that I'm listing as starts, these are players that I think you have them on your team and you feel absolutely fantastic firing them into your lineups. And while it would be great if every single team had one, that's really just not the case. There are certain quarterbacks that are locks every single week, and then some teams are going to be streaming or they're going to be, you know, uh, starting some fringe options. So these starts, like I said, these are guys that you feel great about. You feel very solid and they're locked into your lineup. The fringe options, they may be back-end QB1s, high-end QB2s, maybe you like the matchup, maybe they're typically a good quarterback in a bad matchup, but they're going to be serviceable in your uh, quarterback slot. As always, if you guys enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any questions, you can drop them down below. And then if you enjoy this video, go check out my uh, running back, wide receiver, and tight end start sit videos. Those are all coming out today also. But let's jump into the uh, Thursday night game where we have the Jaguars taking on the Jets. And we got to talk about Trevor Lawrence here because he basically has gone out and had five straight very impressive performances. These are the points he has put up in his last five performances. 21, 24.9, 16.4, 33.4, and then 26.8. So he has just been on an absolute tear. He's coming off of a 318, four passing touchdown day against the very, very tough Cowboys defense. So it's not like he's just, you know, mashing against some garbage defenses. The Cowboys are very, very legit. So he has another tough matchup here against the Jets. But I just think the way that Trevor Lawrence is playing, even in a bad matchup, I'm willing to fire him up as a start. Now on the other side, for the Jets here, it's going to depend on who their starter is. I think if Mike White is good to go, he gets cleared by the doctors. You know, if he finds one of 10 doctors that's able to clear him, I think he's a solid fringe option in a pretty strong matchup here against the Jaguars. On the other side, if Mike White is not able to get cleared, I guess Zach Wilson was serviceable last week. I just don't really want to trust him in my lineup. If you're in the semifinal game and you have to fire up Zach Wilson, you know, something has probably gone very wrong at the quarterback position. So Zach Wilson is going to be a sit for me if he does play. Then moving over to the uh, Falcons-Ravens matchup for the Falcons, Desmond Ritter made his first start. It wasn't pretty. He didn't look great. He is definitely going to be a sit for me. And then for the Ravens, this is just going to come down to the health of Lamar Jackson. If Lamar is able to give it a go this week, he's going to be a start for me. If he is out, Tyler Huntley is going to be a sit. Then we have the Lions taking on the Panthers. And I think we have to continue to view Jared Goff as a fringe option. He's going to slot in probably as a high-end QB2 in my rankings. He didn't really tear it up against the Jets, who are obviously very tough against fantasy quarterbacks. But he also didn't totally tank in terms of his value. This is a pretty neutral matchup here against the Panthers, so a fringe option. On the other side, even though it's a good matchup for Sam Darnold, I just don't see how we uh, consider him like a fringe or a startable option this week. Then we have the Bills taking on the Bears. Obviously, Josh Allen fire that man up as a high-end QB1. For the Bears, I have Justin Fields as a start. I think when it came down to quarterback questions last week, pretty sure my number one question was like, do you trust Justin Fields in the bad matchup? Or it'd be like, would you start Justin Fields or this quarterback? 
and pretty much like 95% of the time, Justin Fields was the answer that I was going with. I think he has established himself as an auto start, regardless of matchup. I mean, I'm a Bears fan, so maybe I'm a little biased here. I think for fantasy-wise, you know, when I'm giving out advice, I can separate my, you know, my Bears fandom from, you know, actually giving out advice. But from a real-life uh, NFL perspective, this dude, Justin Fields, is balling out with just the most disgusting receiving core you have ever seen. This man went into the game against the Philadelphia Eagles with Equinemius St. Brown as his wide receiver one. Equinemius leaves early on, and this man is throwing to Byron Pringle, Dante Pettis, and Velas Jones. Like, it is truly remarkable what this man is doing with just nothing around him. The offensive line really wasn't great to start, and the offensive line is banged up, and he's still giving you 23.6 fantasy points against the very, very tough Philadelphia Eagles team. These are his numbers uh, fantasy-wise over the last seven games. 23.4, 26, 42.7, 39.4, 22.6, 19.3, and then 23.6. He has been on an absolute tear. Maybe he comes back down to earth this week, but I just can't risk it. His ceiling is so high in a bad matchup against the Bills. I'm firing up Justin Fields very confidently as probably a locked-in top-five quarterback. He honestly could be top three for me this week. Got to kind of run through my QB rankings, but very high on Justin Fields moving forward. Then, you know, coming back down to earth here, Saints taking on the Browns. For the Saints, going to be sitting Andy Dalton. And then for the Browns, Deshaun Watson has been very disappointing. He has two games out of his three starts with under 200 passing yards. It just has been pretty. I haven't seen enough to consider him, you know, even a fringe option, especially when it's not like a cake matchup against the Saints. So both these QBs are going to be sits for me. Then we have the Seahawks taking on the Chiefs. For the Seahawks, I have Geno Smith as a start. He'll likely be without Tyler Lockett in this game, which is definitely, you know, kind of a downgrade for him. But I still think he's playing at a very high level. You know, last week, tough matchup against the 49ers. He still has Metcalf. This is a solid matchup against the Chiefs. So he's like a lower end start for me, bordering on fringe, but someone who I still think is definitely playable. For the Chiefs, firing up Patrick Mahomes as a high-end QB1. They were, you know, going to overtime with the Texans. That was, you know, at no fault of Patrick Mahomes. He's still playing at a very, very high level. Now, looking at the uh, Giants-Vikings matchup, I think both of these quarterbacks are solid fringe options. This is definitely a great matchup here for Daniel Jones. We know he's had his struggles in terms of, you know, the weapons around him. I think he's probably competing with Justin Fields for just having, like, some of the worst weapons to throw to. But I think in a solid matchup, we know he has decent rushing upside. I like him as a fringe play. And then same thing for Kirk. Coming off of a big day, definitely started off poor, finished very well for fantasy. This definitely isn't like a smash matchup against the Giants, but he'll probably slot in as a back-end uh, QB1 in my rankings. Next up, we have the Bengals taking on the Patriots. Joe Burrow, I think, has definitely established himself as a locked-in week-to-week start, regardless of matchup. On the other side, Mac Jones, I mean, really just not getting it done for fantasy. I feel like, you know, everyone's kind of aware of that. Then we have a divisional game between the Texans and the Titans. Davis Mills, I guess, hung tough with the Chiefs. Definitely not interested fantasy-wise. And then uh, same thing for Ryan Tannehill. Pretty much nothing going on in that matchup for fantasy, I guess, minus Derrick Henry, who's probably going to have a monster game, and then maybe a receiver here and there on either side. In the next matchup, we have the Commanders taking on the 49ers. For the Commanders, I think it's fun to watch Taylor Heineke play. He keeps the Commanders in games, 
But in terms of being a fantasy start against this 49ers defense, just not going to happen. For the 49ers, I think Brock Purdy is a solid fringe option. He'll probably slide in as like a high-end QB2 in my rankings. They're not really putting a ton on his plate. Like They're not going out there and asking him to have an insane amount of passing volume, but the weapons around him are solid, and he is getting the job done. Then we have a pretty interesting matchup here between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and it definitely looks like the Eagles are going to be without Jalen Hurts, so that is definitely a huge hit to Jalen Hurts' owners. I mean, he was a great value in drafts. You're probably coasting with him as your high-end QB1, and it definitely looks like he is going to miss this week, potentially maybe the rest of the uh, regular season. And I kind of went back and forth here with Gardner Minshew. I originally listed him as a sit because typically you think a great quarterback goes down, you know, you're downgrading to the backup. But I started to think about it a little bit more. And I actually think he is a decent fringe option this week. I mean, he wouldn't be my first choice. Like if you're in a semifinal matchup, I'd hope maybe there's a better option out there. But I do think he is definitely fringe worthy as probably a high-end QB2. We know he's very talented in terms of being a backup quarterback. I think a lot of people would probably argue he's like a top 25 real-life quarterback, even though he is operating as a backup. I think he is better than a decent number. Not a decent number, but he's definitely better than some of the current starters we have in the NFL. He's set up in a very strong system, a great offensive line. He's going to have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, potentially Dallas Goddard back. So someone to definitely look at, I guess, if you're a Jalen Hurts owner, maybe it's a big league or just the waiver wires are just you know uh, desolate at the quarterback position. I don't think he would be an awful option this week. I also have Dak Prescott as a fringe option. I do feel better about Dak uh, than I would about Gardner Minshew. He had, I guess, a semi-bounce back game in a plus matchup against the Jaguars, put up 20.2 fantasy points. I still don't think he's someone who's a locked-in auto start. This is a tough matchup here against the Eagles, and he hasn't really been lighting it up. You know, there have been some struggles for Dak Prescott over the past few weeks. The Eagles have allowed the second fewest points per game to quarterbacks. So he's probably going to be a back-end QB1 for me. Definitely not someone who I'm like, if I have him, he's completely locked into my starting lineup. Next up, we have the Raiders taking on the Steelers. For the Raiders, I have Derek Carr as a fringe option. A bounce-back week, he gets Waller and Renfro back. You know, I think he's high-end QB1, or uh, sorry, high-end QB2 moving forward. And then for the Steelers, sitting Kenny Pickett, I imagine he'd be back from that concussion. If it's Mitch Trubisky, you're also sitting him. Then we have the Packers taking on the Dolphins. And for the Packers here, the Packers offense does look better, you know, offensively. But for Aaron Rodgers, I still think he's a hit fantasy-wise. You know, maybe he works his way up to mid to high-end QB2 rest of season. But the ceiling just hasn't been there. And I just think there are going to be better options out there for you, especially like if you're a top four team in your league, I doubt you're going to be relying on Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. For the Dolphins, I went back and forth on Tua being a start or a fringe option. But I think what we saw against the Bills was pretty encouraging. That was a matchup where it seemed like a lot of things were kind of geared up against Tua. First off, Bills defense is very tough against opposing quarterbacks. Also, you're playing in the cold weather. Obviously, Tua playing for uh, Miami probably not super used to it. And then the fact that, you know, you do have the snow coming down at the end of the game. Dolphins players are out there getting hit by snowballs. There was just a lot of things that were kind of going against Tua. And he didn't, you know, like light up the stat sheet or do anything crazy, but he was still very serviceable as like a top 12 quarterback. I think he was a top 12 quarterback. 
uh, in terms of fantasy points. If not, he was probably you know right on the outside looking in. This is a better matchup against the Packers, so I think you can rely on him as like a mid to back end QB1 play. Next matchup is going to be between the Broncos and the Rams. I have Russell Wilson as a sit. I'd expect him to make his return this week. Clear concussion protocol, but did not make the uh, start on Sunday. This isn't like a uh, super difficult matchup against the Rams. I guess we'll see on the status of Aaron Donald. Russ was playing well before suffering the concussion against the Chiefs. I just don't think we can take that one game and run with it. Overall, he's been pretty rough. And if you're in the fantasy semifinals, hopefully you have another option. Same thing for Baker. This offense doesn't look good doesn't really have any talent around him, and he's going up against a tough Broncos defense. On Sunday Night Football, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Cardinals. For the Bucs, I have Tom Brady as a fringe option. We saw their uh, Week 15 game was a tale of two halves. First half, they come out, you know, they fixed a lot of the issues they've had throughout the season. They ran a lot of play action. They used a lot of motion. Those are two things that they hadn't, you know, been super uh, involved in throughout the season. They also mixed up their play calling. They weren't overly predictable. Every single first down wasn't a run for one yard, you know, putting them in bad second and third down situations. So that was good to see. But you can never trust uh, Byron Lefwich and this Bucks coaching staff enough. They definitely cannot put a full game together play calling wise. They come out in the second half. They're very limited in their play action. They cut down on the motion. They become predictable. That leads to penalties because the offensive line is in shambles with no Jensen, no Werfs. Um, you know, just uh, injuries all around. And then we see some rare Brady errors. I think really, if we're looking at the turnovers, it was two picks, two fumbles. I think there was one pick that was pretty bad. I think it was the first one he was throwing to Cam Brate. The second pick, you know, it's first and 20. He's trying to make a play, gets hit as he throws, ball gets popped up. Uh, one of the fumbles, like he's getting sacked, happens. And then the other one, it's like, he bobbles the ball on a handoff with his glove. So it was just a lot of things going wrong in that third quarter. Um, you know, I think a lot of it was caused by them getting in bad situations due to uh, Byron Leftwich. I do think this is a decent matchup here against the Cardinals. I've, you know, been very critical of this Buccaneers offense throughout the season. I still think they have a lot of flaws. Maybe they're able to look at that first half and feel decent moving forward. But like I said, I do like the matchup against the Cardinals. And their opposing quarterbacks are not going to make this a super tough game. And I think worst case scenario, even if the offense doesn't look good, I think he's going to be able to volume his way to QB2 numbers. Like even if he didn't play very well fantasy-wise, he still racked up what, like over 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. So someone who's a fringe option, don't love it, but you could do worse. And then for the Cardinals, whether it's Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley, got to be sitting both of those guys. And then the final game of the week, the Chargers taking on the Colts. I really thought Justin Herbert was lined up to have a massive game against the Titans. It was a fantastic matchup. They had like half their defensive starters out, and it really just turned into like a tough, grinded out game. I think he ended up throwing for 300 yards, but no touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. So that really fell flat. I really liked the matchup. It didn't happen. I still think you go back to the well on Justin Herbert and fire him up as a start, even though this isn't a good matchup against the Colts. And then for the Colts, definitely uh, sitting Matt Ryan. So that's going to wrap it up for every single week 16 quarterback matchup. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Go check out my other start sit videos, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. I'll be posting my uh, running back and wide receiver uh, week 16 rankings tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.